and welcome to the Fun of the Run podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. I'm also known as Waddell Running Lady on Instagram, where I hope that you will come along on my running journey and follow me over there. Um, I talk about my experiences as a runner. I share some funny things and just record my workouts and just generally talk about running, you know, nonstop on Instagram. But that's what this podcast is for, too. So anytime you want to reach out and message me, give me an idea for a podcast, just tell me what you think about this current episode, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me on Instagram at Waddell Running Lady, or you can reach out to me via email at funoftherunpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for being here. You make this happen by listening week after week. You make my day. Every time I hear a comment, someone saying, I ran with you on your run, or I was along with you for your bike ride, it just makes me so happy. And so let's keep it going. All right. In today's episode, we are going to talk about running coaches. And I just thought, you know, this is something that I wish I would have known when I first started running, or if I was somebody that was maybe looking for a running coach, I kind of would want to know how it works. So that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. First of all, I started, I hired a running coach in June of 2019. Now, when I first got a running coach, I had only been running for a year. I started running in May of 2018. So this is June of 2019. And the main reason that I decided to get a coach was, um, well, it's a little bit of a story, but I had signed up for my first marathon a few months prior. And I've talked about this on other episodes of the podcast, but kind of the rule of thumb that I've heard before is you want to take a recent half marathon time, multiply it by two, add 20 minutes, and that's a general idea of what you can expect to run a full marathon in. I did all that math and I came up with five hours and 50 minutes. And the cutoff for the marathon that I signed up for, which was Mesa Marathon 2020, was six hours. So I'm calculating 550, six hours. Oh no, you know, what if something goes wrong? I'm not sure I can do this by myself. And started kind of freaking out a little bit. I had been on Instagram at this point, but not a whole lot. But I did follow some runners. Wasn't real familiar with social media, but I I was feeling my way around. And I had seen some posts by a company called Run for PRs. It's Run Number 4 PRs. And it's owned by a lady named Victoria Philippi, super nice lady. And she basically has um, many coaches in her, in her, what do you call it, portfolio. She, she's hired several coaches and I had seen some of her posts and I had seen um, just some of the different things that run for PRs could do for people. And, but I'll be honest at first, I thought, well, you know, that's for athletes and, I'm not an athlete and, you know, someone like me probably, you know, doesn't really need a running coach or that might be ridiculous. And I really wasn't sure, but I kept following along, um, run for PR's account. And eventually I can't remember which post it was, but something that was mentioned, um, in a post I replied to, I think, and I may have even messaged them specifically 
and they reached out and I think we might have talked prices or something. And I was, you know, I just couldn't do it at the time. And I didn't feel like I was ready. And so several more months went by and they reached out again. And basically um, I had explained, you know, the reason I would be hiring a coach is because I'm not sure that I can, you know, reach the cutoff of my first marathon without help. And they were very gracious and replied back and, um, and said, well, you know, really you need to be working on, um, building up your base miles now during, at that time it was the summer months. And that way you can be free to start marathon training, um, you know, closer to winter or whatever. And I thought about that and it made sense. And I went ahead and signed on. And with the way run for PRs works is I'm, I'm just going to be sp some specific with some of this for you guys, because maybe you're in the boat where you're looking for a coach. And I just want to kind of explain my experience. Maybe it'll help somebody. So what happened is when I said, okay, well, I, I would like to proceed. I had to fill out a questionnaire basically talking about, you know, how much was I running and what were my goals and, you know, did I do any cross training and, and what have I run before and what is my experience and what's my background and how old am I and just various things like this, right? And what that questionnaire did was match me up with whichever one of the Run for PR's coaches that seemed like they would be the best fit for me. So... It wasn't too long after I filled out that that questionnaire that I got an email back from Ben Jacobs and Ben Jacobs uh, ended up being my coach and he has been my coach since um, just just this past week I ended up switching coaches but that that's coming later in the episode but from June 19 basically until June 2023. Ben Jacobs has been my coach. And I will have to say that I highly, highly, highly recommend Ben. And I highly, highly recommend Run for PRs. Um, coach Ben got me from where I was running 15 miles a week when I signed on with Run for PRs. Um, helped me build a base so that I could start marathon training. I think I started marathon training around September, October. And then I was able to get to the start line of Mesa Marathon and the finish line of Mesa Marathon um, in one piece. And the cutoff was six hours. Well, I finished in six hours and nine seconds. So close enough, right? I got a medal. I had all my finish line photos. It was amazing. And I felt like a rock star. And it set me up for success for future races. So um, that's basically that. So that's how Run for PRs works is they, she has, Victoria has several coaches that she has hired. Um, Coach Ben is one of them. There are several more and I'm not exactly sure how many I'm at the top of my head. I'm thinking 12, 14, maybe coaches. Um, and then you get matched to whichever one seems like they would work best for you. Um, Coach Ben was highly qualified, many certifications and degrees and, and I believe his 5K PR is like 14 minutes and some. So in a way, I felt kind of silly because, you know, I'm this mid-40s overweight lady, you know, just trying to get to the finish line of her first marathon. And I've got this speedy young guy helping me out, you know. But he was super helpful. And uh, so that's why I hired a coach originally. Now, 
one thing that I got from coaching that I did not have before was that accountability. And so when you have a run coach, typically what they will do is they will create a plan as far as your running is concerned. So you will know what you are doing each day. You don't have to wake up in the morning and guess, okay, well, what should I do today? Should I run? Should I cross train? Should I lift? Should I, hmm, should I take a rest day? It's, it's all planned out for you. Run for PRs uses an app called Training Peaks. And so Coach Ben once a month um, would upload workouts specifically for me into Training Peaks. So at any given time, I could open up the app and I could see Monday, four miles, easy pace. And I would know, okay, that's, that's what I'm supposed to do today. You know, and I could look out for the whole month and see what, what I needed to do, what was on my schedule. And it just took the guess, guesswork out of it for me. And, um, you know, in that sense, it also gave me some accountability because I knew that, you know, coach Ben could see whether I ran or not, you know, um, another thing about this, this training plan and this having a coach, the first thing that we did was I had to run a two mile time trial and that was different. And that was something like, Oh boy, you know, so whatever the results of that two mile time trial were, that is how my coach structured um, my training. And so my easy pace, you know, if my best mile, let's say it was 10 minute miles, which, yeah, that only happened once. He would know that my easy pace should be, I don't know if it's two or three minutes, however many minutes slower per mile than that pace. And he would structure my workouts around that. So it was specific to me. So someone that was running faster than me, their easy pace would be, would be faster than my easy pace. Um, there was always a suggestion at the bottom of the workout on training peaks that would say, and this, this was there for years for me. And it would say, start at 14 minutes per mile and work your way down to 12. And I can't tell you, I think that was there for like the whole four years for, <laughs> for, um, my easy pace, even though I, I took different, I, I ran different time trials over those four years, but somehow that range never changed. I'm not exactly sure why, but I will tell you that maybe in the first year that I was running and that I was working with a coach, um, that's the only time that I can remember hitting anywhere, even remotely close to those paces in my easy runs. And I'm just going to leave that there for now. So depending on whether I was going to be training for a race or if I was on like an off season or just what I was doing, that would determine how many days a week that my coach would have me run, how many days of cross training I would have, how many rest days I would have. And also it was very individual to me, um, myself at that point. Like I said, I had only been running for a year. I want to say at first we started off with two rest days a week and two cross training days and three days of running. And now, you know, I run more than that. But back then that's what I did. And it was what I needed at the time. I would always have a speed work day, whether I was in race mode or not. I would have a speed work day. It was always on Tuesdays. And those were the hardest days. And 
typically what that would look like. It, it could be all kinds of things. It could be a fart lick. It could be um, just basic intervals. It could be a tempo run. It could be all different things. But typically the coach would prescribe a certain pace that he wanted me to hit for a certain time. And those kind of workouts really, really, really stressed me out. And I remember one time in particular, I was sitting outside the gym in my car and I wanted to go in and use their treadmill because it had a decline feature. And for some reason, having that decline feature just makes me happy. It made me feel like this is a run that I can possibly do knowing that I have the option to decline, whatever. I'm weird. But I still, even knowing that that's the treadmill I was planning to use, I just couldn't make myself go in. And I remember emailing my coach in the parking lot and just saying, I can't do this. I do not feel confident. I don't feel like I can, I can do this. I'm scared. I'm just, I was just freaking out about this workout. And I remember him replying back and just saying, Michelle, all I'm asking you to do is go in there and give it your best effort. If you give it your very best and you try and you try to hit those paces, I'm going to be happy and that's good enough. And something kind of clicked that day when he said that, because that's something that I have never, never forgotten since that day is that my best is good enough. If I'm truly giving my best it's good enough. If I'm just half-heartedly doing something and I can't say I've given my best, then, then that's different. But if I'm truly going in there and really trying and really, you know, then, then that's good enough. And so there were definitely many times over the past four years where I have had to reach out in such a way. Uh, I talked about another time that I had to do that before the Long Beach Marathon in 2021. I mentioned that in, if you go back a few episodes back to my uh, recap of Long Beach 2021, I kind of freaked out before that race too and emailed him and, and, you know, ah, I don't think I can do this. And, and he replied back. And, and so there was definitely a lot of, um, on my part, a lot of communication. Um, I did not get very much feedback for like, a daily run, let's say I would, I would run and I didn't get feedback like on my daily runs. That was never a thing. Um, and honestly, I would only get feedback and I, I don't know if I'd really call it feedback, but if I would run a race, usually I would get an email from him saying, good job, you know, way to crush it. That was good or something like that. And which did make me feel good, but there was never any specific like let's start working on this. I, I don't know, but that's, that's just kind of how that coach coach did things. And so, and also I'm just going to say this because it it's true. He's a man, I'm a woman and he's a man, at least I've never spoken to him in person, but at least through email, I get the impression he's a man, a few words, and I'm not a woman, a few words. So I would just send out this huge long email to him and I don't know what to do. And I'm so, I'm so worried about this race and I'm this. And he'd be like, okay, calm down. Take a deep breath. You're going to be fine. You've got this. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> it would just be like, like, like 15 words to my like 5,000 words, you know? Um, and so anyhow, I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you my experience. Okay. So definitely um 
I, I do think I could have probably been better about asking like, you know, do you have recommendations? Should I do this? Should I erase this? A lot of times it seemed like with our relationship, I was telling him I wanted to run this certain race and would that be okay? Or I entered the lottery for Chicago Marathon and he would be like, oh, you did? Okay, well, if you get in, we'll make it work. You know, so I feel like with, at least with he and I, it was a lot of about me saying what I wanted to do and him rolling with the punches and getting me where I needed to go. And it wasn't so much me saying, you know, what's my next step or, um, you know, what should I do next? It was, I want to run this race. Can you help me get in shape to do it? And that's, that's basically what our relationship was. Um, run for PRs is on a month to month, um, payment schedule. So you, you are not under contract with them for a certain period of time. It's literally, if you want to have be coached for a month and then you want to take a break, you can. Um, I one time took a break for a couple of months just because we were having some financial issues, but that's it. I, I'm one of the weird people. Maybe, I don't know if I'm weird. I'm not sure how everybody else does this, but I'm one of those people who likes to just keep a coach year round so that even in my off seasons or if I'm not training for something specific, I like to still know what I'm doing on a daily basis. Okay, let's go ahead and see what else I have. So I told you most of the time I, I just told him what I was planning to do, like what I registered for, what I signed up for, and he would adjust accordingly and be like, well, okay, we'll make it work. Um, it wasn't so much me asking you know, if he thought that I was ready for something, I don't know. Um, there are several different kinds of, of coaches. Coach Ben is a run coach. Uh, there are, I know that there are in-person run coaches. I've never had experience with that. Mine was an online experience. Most of them are. There are different um, people that offer group coaching, which I don't have experience with that, but I know you kind of join a group or something and, and there's, I don't know, there's a plan that everybody does. I'm not sure how that works. There are strength coaches, there are nutrition coaches, there are all kinds of different coaches. And so today I'm just focusing on a run coach, but the pros of having a run coach are nowadays, at least you do not need to be an elite runner. You do not have to be a pro. You can be a beginner of the beginners. You can have not run one mile in your life and you can hire a running coach. Um, you can hire a coach for one specific race. Say, I want to train for the Chicago Marathon and I want you to get me there. You can hire a coach to train you specifically to run the Chicago Marathon. I, or you can want to Boston qualify. You can hire a coach to help you get to the place where you Boston qualify and whether that takes, you know, your next race you qualify or you just keep having a hammer away at it for years and years, you can hire a coach for that specific purpose. Or you can just hire a coach just because. Okay. The pros to having a run coach are, I already told you about the accountability. Um, you never have to guess what your workouts are going to be. And there is, I will just tell you this from my own personal experience, there is a something comforting, I guess, about knowing that there is somebody who knows what they're doing 
writing up a training plan specifically for me and knowing that allows me to look back over my training. When I get to the start line of, of my goal race, I can look back over all of those months, you know, all the miles that I put in and I can trust the process because I trust my coach and I trust that you know, his goal all along was to get me to the start line healthy, but also to get me across the finish line. And so there is a measure of just, in myself at least, just that reassurance, that comfort, knowing that I can trust the process, not only because I've put the work in, but I have somebody that that kind of led me and, and guided me along the way so that I was doing the right kinds of workouts when I needed to do them instead of me just kind of winging it on my own, if that makes sense. Now, the only con that I can think of, and I'll be very honest with you, is, is it costs money. And when I first started with Run for PRs, I could not afford the monthly um, coaching fee. And they were so gracious to work with me to, to give me a discount. And that was the only way that I was able to sign on originally. And it was, it was amazing. Um, so I don't, I could not tell you now, I have not gone and shopped around, um, very much. I have a little bit, um, in recent, maybe the last year or so, and run coaches can be very expensive. There are also varying levels of run coaches. Some run coaches like mine with run for PRs, um, he didn't give me any kind of strength coaching at all. Like he, he didn't tell me when you should lift, lift before a run or lift after or lift this, you know, maybe he would say you should try a couple days a week, but he didn't tell me like, make sure you're doing these types of moves or do it. There was not never any kind of strength coaching at all or nutrition or anything like that. It was strictly, he would give me a, a run schedule um, to get me to from point A to point B. And so that's what he did. And like I said, I had that email support. I could email him if I had a question. I could email him if I needed him to change a workout around like I couldn't do speed on Tuesday. You know, he would switch it to Thursday instead for me or whatever. So, and then, like I said, with, with this specific coach, um, there was not a lot of feedback for the run, the runs that I was doing, especially in not a lot of, of, um, there was not a lot of specific feedback when, whenever I would say, you know, I don't feel like I'm progressing or I don't feel like I'm improving. Basically he would say, well, you, you know, you can do what, whatever you want to do. You have the grit and the determination and you have the strength and you have the mindset and, you know, you actually run when a lot of my clients don't, you know, I give them a schedule and they don't follow it. You actually follow it. Um, so he would say that kind of thing, but there was never any like specific type of, um, like if I ran five miles at this pace, and I would make a comment. There was never any like, well, maybe you should have, you know, done this or that. It was, I don't know how to, I'm really explaining this very well, but I'm just kind of trying to tell you what it, what it was like. And again, 
I am not saying anything bad about run for PRs. Um, I highly recommend them. If you are looking for a running coach, please check them out. They are on Instagram at run for PRs. The four is a number four. If you are online looking them up, it's runforprs.co. Highly recommend. They do a seven-day free trial. Um, highly recommend. Okay. Um, their coaches are great and they're certified and they're amazing. Okay. I'm just saying that I'm just trying to give you a feel for what they offer and what you would be receiving with Run for PRs. Um, okay. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about why I decided to switch coaches. And so this is going to get into my story a little bit more than maybe you want to hear. And so feel free to just turn me off and turn on your jam and music that you want to listen to instead, whatever you want to do. I would say about maybe six months ago or so is probably when this started. I kind of started having a little bit of just not feeling like maybe my coach and I were jiving, if that makes sense. I really started seriously running trails in November of 2022. But even though that's when I started seriously running trails, I had dabbled in them before that. And I had had my heart's desire to become a trail runner for at least probably a good year and a half, maybe two years before I was actually able to start running trails. It was always in the back of my mind, um, but there was always a reason why I couldn't do it. Either I was training for Chicago and afraid to break an ankle, so I didn't want to get on the trails, or I was injured or just seemed like different things would come along that would keep me from, from running trails. And it was like this this just like hunger that I had in my soul, honestly, it was like, I want to run trails. And my first opportunity was at Ragnar Trail, Arizona, November of 2022. When I hit the trails that day and into that night, especially into that night, I knew that this was what I was looking for. This is what I wanted. And I really started from that moment focusing on what can I do and what trails can I run and when can I run my first ultra and where are all the trail races at? And that's, that's honestly, that was just kind of the, the pivotal moment for me. So I did register for Coldwater Rumble 52K um, so, so that was November. So the 52 K was going to happen in January and that's not very, very long, is it? Well, anyhow, so I told my coach about it. Um, that's not true. I did not sign up for that in January. I signed up for my first ultra to be in March is what I did. And I'm not going to go through and tell you the whole story because I've already told this story, um, in a couple different episodes. So I'm not going to go back and rehash it, but I, I ended up running my first ultra in January instead of March. I felt like ever since I started ultra training and running trails, I felt kind of a disconnect with my coach because he is from everything I can gather. He's a road runner and there's nothing wrong with being a road runner. So I'm not dissing you if you're a road runner. I love you. 
but he's not a tr- he's not um, an ultra runner, as far as I know. Maybe I'm wrong. <sighs> How can I say this? I've just felt kind of a disconnect and maybe even a little bit of a pushback. Um, now he did get me to the start line and the finish line of my first ultra in one piece. And I was successful and I made it and so proud and, and so grateful. And so absolutely he was able to train me for trail races and my first ultra. But when I mentioned recently that I wanted to run 50 miles, there seemed to be kind of a, a hesitation maybe. And when I heard that, I say heard, but it was all over email. But when I realized that it seemed like there was this hesitation, um, I was under the impression just from his response to me that he didn't think I was capable of running 50 miles. And I, I responded in that way. And I said, so basically what you're saying is you don't think I can do it. And he said, no, I, I, I think you do have the motivation and the grit and the determination. It's, it's what you want to do. It, it needs to be what you want to do, basically. I'm not explaining this all correctly, and I'm, I'm not telling you verbatim how it was. But to me, that conversation was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back um, because it had been coming for months and months already. And I had been feeling like, I needed to move on to, I needed something more than what I was getting. Not that I'm some amazing athlete that has grown out of her first run coach and needs somebody else. You know, I'm not saying it in that way, but I also just, my heart was telling me it's time to move on and get a different coach. So I reached out to my friend, Chris Morrison. I knew that he had a running coach that he loved. And he put me in contact with Desert to Peak Coaching and Kylie. And Kylie is an ultra running coach. She lives in Arizona, only two hours away from me. And though it's still an online coaching relationship, she understands what it's like to run in the Arizona heat. My coach with Run for PRs lives in Minnesota and like I said, he successfully coached me for many races, but I do feel like sometimes there was also a disconnect because, you know, where he was, it was snowing and I was, you know, really hot here or, you know, the weather was perfect for running there and it was extremely hot here. And and just not that sometimes that does not affect the amount of miles that you need to run just because the weather's bad, you still run anyways. You know what I'm saying? But Sometimes I would need to pivot and I would feel like maybe he wouldn't understand my need to pivot. Like, well, I did half on the treadmill and half on the roads because of the heat. And and I would feel sometimes like maybe he wouldn't understand why I didn't just run it all on the roads. And even though I would try to explain, unless unless you've been in a certain situation, it's hard to understand. And I get that. I do not know what it's like. I, I've only run in the snow once and I did not use crampons and it was at a park that was super snowy and the sidewalks were like parts of them were icy and the snow was falling on my head and it was awesome. And it was only 12 miles and that's my only experience. So I would not feel comfortable telling you how to run in the snow. You know what I'm saying? Or what kind of gear you would need. And likewise, somebody, 
that doesn't have any experience with, you know, running in the Southwest and how hot it gets here. I think that I'm not saying that my coach has to have that experience, but it sure can't hurt, right? So I'm jumping the gut a little bit. Chris put me in touch with Kylie and Kylie and I emailed back and forth and had a Zoom call and realized that she was everything that I was looking for. And she is just amazing. I can see she's run Cocodona 250 and, you know, this race and that race and a very accomplished ultra runner, very accomplished trail runner, knows the heat, um, under just understands a lot of the challenges that I face. And I just, in my heart, knew this is the direction I need to go. And also, she's helping me with some of the other struggles, uh, maybe with some nutrition things, with um, fueling on the run, and just different things that, different support that I didn't get from my other coach. And again, I'm not dissing him. I'm just telling you, different coaches offer different things. And that's your responsibility as an athlete to find out what your coach does offer and what they don't and what you can expect for the price you're paying and what you cannot expect for the price that you're paying. Read the contract, read the fine print and, you know, understand what you're getting with whoever you choose. This is my first week with Kylie and my first um, few days with her and it has been amazing. And I feel like I've been getting feedback on every run that I have run so far. Um, I've been getting emails, you know, explaining certain running terms and helping me understand things that I thought I knew all about. You know, I've only been running for five years and yet in a way I feel like I know an awful lot, even though it's only been five years, you know what I'm saying? I've done a ton of research and I've I've had a lot of experience in that sense. I've I've gone out there and, and run some miles, but there's definitely that expertise that a coach brings into things. And in my case, specifically an ultra and a trail running coach, ways that she can explain things, you know, tips for how are we going to deal with the heat this summer and just things that I wasn't getting before. So with all of that being said, that is my experience. And my experience may be nothing even remotely close to your experience. There are other ways that you can be coached. Um, I know that there is a lady here locally, Lisa, True Coach Lisa, T-R-U Coach Lisa on Instagram, that she has groups of ladies that she teaches chi walking and chi running to, and she has group runs and she has online classes and, and that might be more up your alley. Um, there are people that have coaches that write them out. I don't know. I, I don't even know all of the options, but Kylie does things differently than Coach Ben. And so there will be some adjustments. It's a different app. It's Final Surge instead of Training Peaks. She doesn't do a full month of, of uh, run planning ahead. She, she'll do a few weeks at a time, So which is totally fine. But I'm just saying, so there will be, if you decide to switch coaches, there will be some adjustments and maybe some changes. But it's not a bad thing to go after what you feel in your heart is the best thing for you. I sent Coach Ben I what I think was a really nice heartfelt email because 
in a way it's sad to to move away from run for prs because he was there for all my firsts you know he was there for my first marathon he was there for my first um ultra you know he helped me through different things and 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 like i said i would email him and and just be upset and he would still tell me that I did a really good job and and great and you're strong and you, you know, you were able to push through this and a lot of people don't. And, and so he was always very encouraging. And so in a way it's, it's kind of hard. And, and he even said the same thing. He's like, it's hard to let you go. You know, we have this four years strong of working together yet. Like I said, we're not, you know, we did not part on bad blood or anything like that. It was just, I knew in my heart that it was time to find something different. And when I reached out to Kylie and talked to her, I knew that right now at this point in my life, this is what I need to move forward. And so that's where I'm at. So if you are looking for a run coach, you know, there I, you can Google, you can look for somebody local. You can always go to Instagram. There are all kinds of run coaches on Instagram. There are ultra running coaches, trail running coaches, road running coaches, in-person coaches, online coaches, uh, group coaching, so many things and so many options. And you're bound to find something that is specific for you. If you cannot afford a coach, which trust me, I understand. I've been there many times. Um, there are apps that you can use. There is a free, free app that I highly recommend called Nike Run Club. I use that app to train for my first 10K, for my first half marathon. It was awesome. And there are training plans on there that will help you get to the starting line and the finish line of your first, I believe, um, half marathon and full marathon. I'm not sure if there are any shorter distances or longer distances, but the app definitely would help you get there. Um, and that's entirely free. And I, it's a very good resource. There are guided runs that you can use. And I've used many of their guided runs just to entertain me while I'm running. There was a hilarious one with Kevin Hart. I can't remember what it's called, but it was hilarious. And I was literally like running down the road laughing out loud. It was really fun. So that's an app to check out, even if you don't want to use it for training, if you want to just listen to guided runs sometimes. Of course, when you're not listening to me blathering on on this podcast, right? All right. Um, so what else? What am I forgetting? I told you the pros of having a coach. I told you the cons. And I just also want to say you don't have to have a running coach. Um, if I wasn't racing, and I, I don't know that I would, um, but because that's something that has become very important to me, I like having a coach. And like I said, I like keeping one on all year long just to kind of help me be able to stay in good base condition and have a good base mileage for um, one other thing I will say about desert peak coaching and Kylie is that she believes in more of a holistic approach to running. And so, and also the idea of being a hybrid runner. So I'm just because she's a trail running and ultra running coach, I'm not just going to be out on the trails every day. I'm going to still run roads. I'm going to still run treadmill uh, because she agrees, she believes, and I agree wholeheartedly that it's good for us runners to be able to run on any surface, you know, in any conditions and on the road and on the trail and on the treadmill and, and just working all the different muscles and to be more of a well-rounded athlete. So that's, that's absolutely how I feel too. So I hope that something that I have said in this episode has helped you in some way, shape, or form. 
I sometimes I post these episodes and I just feel like it was so far left field that nobody's even going to want to listen. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I hope something I said helped at least one person. If it helps at least one person, then my time has not been wasted. Thank you so much for listening to the Fun of the Run podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, also known as Waddell Running Lady, and I hope that I will see you next time. Now go out there and have fun on your run.